You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. Today, I'm going to share some scripture from the book of Acts and from the book of Colossians. And I just want to talk about reconciliation for believers. In our worship service yesterday, the sermon came from Romans chapter 12, and we talked about how unhypocritical love, this love in Jesus, uh, it's really put to the test in conflict. That's the moment where a believer's character is called into question, where you've got the opportunity to demonstrate to the watching world the grace, the mercy, the forgiveness of Jesus. And in fact, without that kind of Christian love, you've never really experienced Christian community because Christian community, uniquely for me, uh, is shaped like the cross of Christ, filled with forgiveness and God's mercy. So some of those harder aspects of um, of the Christian love and Christian community were on display in our worship service yesterday. Well, in Acts chapter 15, we find a disagreement between Paul the Apostle and Barnabas, who was the beloved leader of the Antioch church. This Barnabas and Paul disagreement became so sharp that the apostle and the encourager had to part ways. That's pretty stiff. And I want to read that story um, in conjunction with Colossians chapter 4, just to put a little bit, um, shed a little light on yesterday's sermon. So the main takeaway today is, listen, Paul found himself in a place of sharp conflict that maybe he didn't handle so well. We don't know. And if you're there, if there's a believer listening to the podcast today and you're living in conflict and you want to fix it, I just hope you can find some comfort in this passage. Here we go. So Paul and Barnabas have completed uh, their first missionary journey. Very successful. They had um, they had churches that were started. They got their mission off to a phenomenal start. In fact, they've had the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15. The conversion of the Gentiles was uh, was creating you know such a stir, good and bad, that the apostles had to gather and decide how to proceed because there was this revival among the Gentiles. Well, they made their decisions, and Paul and Barnabas decided they should go back into the field, return to their churches, um, and spread the news, encourage the churches. And I want to pick up in Acts chapter 15, verse 36. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. In other words, in their first missionary journey, Mark, Barnabas's cousin, he started the journey with them, and he finished the first leg. But in the second leg, he gave up and went home. According to the book of Acts, Luke said he deserted them. And apparently that created a big enough problem with Paul that Paul was not going to be on another missionary journey with Mark. So when Paul says, hey, Barnabas, let's return to our churches, Barnabas says, great idea, let me go get Mark. And Paul says, stop, I don't think I can do that. Well, look at verse 39. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. I don't know how we're supposed to interpret they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company, except in the most plain way. To understand that the disagreement between Barnabas and Paul was strong, 
that it stung, that it wounded them, and that they had to agree to separate. So the great encourager, Barnabas, and the great apostle, Paul, have a falling out over Mark. This is what the scripture says. Barnabas took Mark and he sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and he left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So Barnabas and Mark, they head off to Cyprus. Paul picks another partner, this time Silas, and he goes back to the churches in Syria and Cilicia. Okay, so that's where we leave um, Barnabas and Paul. But I want to share with you from Colossians chapter 4. Um, I remember years ago when I was you know, reading through my New Testament, I, I used to have a bad habit. When I would come to the end of the letters, you know, that section where the author is saying farewell to people and encouraging you and using a lot of names, you know, this person sends their greetings, that person really has been praying for you. You know, I, I sort of tuned out. I mean, I, I never found these encouraging devotional markers in, in those chapters. You know, and I was just sort of skimming for like these devotional highlights or the sermon material, right? I never appreciated uh, these final greeting sections. And then a few years ago, I became interested. And the more I dove into them, the more I appreciated them for their depth of giving us a window into the world of the apostles and the early churches. I, I love these last chapters these days. Well, I found something in Colossians chapter 4 one day uh, that really got my attention. So I'll, I'll read chapter 4 of Colossians, starting in verse 10. Paul wrote this. Here's what he said. My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instruction about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Well, this excites the imagination just a little bit. And you have to read between the lines because Paul's not extremely clear. What we know that is extremely clear is that as Paul is sending his greetings, He's telling you that Mark is sending greetings. In other words, Mark is back with Paul. We don't learn about how the reconciliation happened. We don't know who came to seek forgiveness. We don't know who was the first to give honor. We don't know who was the first to apologize or seek healing or repentance, the first to apply the gospel of Jesus to this broken relationship. We have no idea. But it is remarkably encouraging to me. To know that Paul the Apostle, at some point in his ministry, healed with Mark. This guy that he had such a sharp disagreement over that he separated from the son of encouragement, his missionary mentor. This guy, Mark, who he saw as a deserter and a failure. It's awesome to me that they reconnected, that they forgave each other, and that now Mark is a part of the Pauline mission again. That Mark can tell you that he's sending greetings. That Paul can tell you that Mark is sending greetings. That Mark could send those greetings through Paul. And that Paul could tell the Colossian church, you know, I've already, you've received instruction about him. If he comes, welcome him. Paul's willing to put his name on Mark now. I wish, and my imagination is so excited, I wonder what those instructions were that the Colossae church had already received. Had Paul had to go to his churches to say, I know that you know that Mark and I had a fallen out. I know that I used to speak badly of him, but we've healed that. And, and I want to make a point to tell you that, that Mark is one of my commendable 
co-laborers. Again, I, I don't know. We have no idea. You know, the, the Bible doesn't tell you what those instructions were that the Colossian church had already received or if other churches had received the same kind of instructions. But what I do know is that Mark and Paul patched things up. That's encouraging to me. Because I'm glad to know that even spiritually mature people, even strong believers in Jesus, can be honest and admit that they have some broken relationships that need healing. It's also encouraging to me to know that even strong-willed people, like Paul the Apostle, can heal those friendships and relationships for the glory of Jesus Christ. So here's this subtle story of forgiveness and healing, of restoration, of two people becoming co-laborers in the gospel of Jesus Christ again. I share that as a follow-up to the sermon from yesterday because I hope that some of my sisters and brothers, that if you, like me, are thinking about relationships that, that are hurt, that you'll open your heart to see them healed, and that one day our stories will be filled with these little footnotes, with these extra chapters, with these epilogues, with friends that have been recovered and are serving with Jesus Christ again. So I want to ask you, maybe from yesterday's sermon, maybe from today's podcast, is there anybody that you need to start praying for differently again? Anybody that you need to reach out to, to reconnect with, to see if God will foster healing for Christ's sake. Church family, God bless you. Enjoy the Lord today. Be strong on his mission. 